Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me on the From Nowhere to Somewhere podcast. My name is Luke Staten. The reason behind this creation is to share words of wisdom, hope and optimism through conversation that can show us just what's possible in life. I've been truly inspired by the words I have not only listened to, but deeply heard from the people I've shared conversations with. I hope you enjoy hearing how everyday people overcome trials and tribulations and when faced with adversity, find a way to use this to their advantage. Common theme throughout, from all the different guests on the series, from wherever they are from, whatever beginning, whatever background, is they all have a desire for more from life. They all want to live a life of fulfillment. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I do creating. Thank you for joining me. Really excited for this very special guest tonight. And I know many of you on here will certainly relate to this young lady's story with the jobs that you do and the lives that you've had too. So really excited to introduce. Just waiting for a few more. I can see people jumping in. Marvin, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Good to see you, Claudia. Becky, nice to see you. Sharon, is it Sharon there? I can just see. Yeah, there we go. Got a little away from you there. Paul, good to see you, mate. Chilled out. Kids in bed. Bit of Paul time, bit of me time. Who else have we got? Tomo, the man of the moment. We're going to give you a shout out in a little while, my friend, because what you're doing is magnificent. Hopefully many people on here have seen it. And I know Marvin's actually not on the kindred spirits page but i don't know if you've seen it on instagram what you're doing recently for them young children mate it's amazing absolutely amazing ellie good to see you ellie well i can't see you but i know you're there because you your screen's there is that asni just joined there we go good to see you again as okay guys so tonight's special guest anastasia i've been practicing that all day walking around this afternoon, Anastasia, Anastasia, Anastasia. And then when I had the call with her this afternoon or earlier on this evening, should I say, just to see if I got her name right, she said, just call me Stasi. So that was a relief. That was a lot easier. So tonight's special guest, former professional dancer, multiple different talents, um, lived in many different countries all over the world. Super stories to share with us there. Recently moved to the UK. Um, just over three years ago, I think it was now, realised dancing may be, um, her words were, I realised that I wouldn't be able to do what I used to do. So I thought of a backup plan, which was taking photographs of dancers and doing video for businesses, dancers all over the country. And it's a phenomenal, anybody gets a chance at the end, I don't want to distract you now, look at her Instagram page. Um, some wonderful images on there, absolutely fantastic. And the reason... Stazzy's on here is, like we all say about people are connected. Gabby Kay sourced out um, Anastasia for a video that did one of her music videos. And then Gabby connected me and Stazzy. So here we are tonight. And I'm really excited. Just from the 15 minutes I spoke to Stazzy earlier, it's clear that the drive that the individual has. And, and I love people who've got a story. I love people who've got energy, passion, desire for whatever it is they do. And that's why she's here tonight. So get let's give her a a big, massive round of applause, everybody. Let's give her a big virtual round of applause. <laughs> nice to meet you, Stazzy, in front of your whole audience. Are you okay? Nice to meet you too. Thank you for having me. So exciting. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to see you. So let's start us off. So 
briefly this, earlier on, me and you had a 10, 15 minute conversation um, and I lost track of the countries of which you spoke about and where you'd worked and lived. So just share a bit of those. Where, where was the last country that you lived before the UK? Let's start there. I love that. Um, so, yeah, I moved to UK three, three and a half years ago. And before that, I used to live in Czech Republic. Um, I stayed there for about five years where um, I went there because I wanted to study abroad. I didn't want to stay in my hometown and the home country. So wanted to explore. Uh, so Central Europe, the very heart of Europe, Prague in Czech Republic, it was the best way, the best place. So yes, yeah, part of my studies, I went to US for half a year, which was an experience, definitely. Um, completely different part of the world, different mentality, just different people in general, which was incredible. Yeah. What was you, what was you studying? Uh, I studied journalism and communications, which I didn't pursue. But thanks to the course that I went to, the journalism, as part of the course, it was documentary photography as photojournalism. Um, I loved it. Uh, something just clicked. I, I knew that, that that's the one. Really? I want to do it. Yeah. Oh, and when you was over in the US, whereabouts was you there? It was Florida, a little city called Boca Raton like half an hour train probably from Miami a tiny little town mostly fill, filled with students and retired uh, rich retired people which was really? an interesting mix yeah <laughs> so you went from kind of doing your studies in Prague and then the opportunity to go to the US for half a year is that right yeah um, there was an opportunity and I went for it I went all in applied straight away helped um, asked my friends to help me, especially back then when my English wasn't amazing, but um, they wanted a very polished, amazing um, English language application. So I, I asked for help from any, everyone I could and my friends helped me and I did it. Really? So how long did it take from knowing there was an opportunity there to go to the US in Florida and do your years? How, where would kind of how long did it take for you to kind of upskill yourself in terms of your English? Um, to be honest, it wasn't um, English wasn't required just to go to university in Florida. Initially, to go to Prague, I, I, I needed good English level. So when I was back at school in Russia, I'm Russian by the way. Um, I worked so hard on my English compared to all other subjects. I wasn't interested in any other subject apart from English. So I was studying even, I, put it, I was putting extra hours from school. I was um, having some extra lessons with my mom's friend who traveled all over the world and her English was good. So she taught me to speak because that was the, that's something that they don't teach in Russia. So, you know, they, they teach you how to write, how to, understand spoken words but they don't really teach you how to speak yourself so I feel like a lot of Russian people traveling around the world or somewhere their English is not as fluent because they know basics they understand but they are not trained they're not taught to speak and when you so when you was in Russia what you said that you wanted to do your studies kind of outside of Russia what reason was that um that, that's a good question. Thank you for asking that. Um, since, since I was very little, I always felt 
like being in the wrong place, um, if you know what I mean. I never felt like I belonged there in a way that um, I don't really understand mentality of Russian people very often because it's very common in Russia to, um, please don't get me wrong, I don't want to um, say only negative things about Russia because at the end of the day, it's my home country and um, I love it, but it's not for me, basically because of mentality, because a lot of people, especially from my experience, a lot of people do anything, everything they can, not really nice ways, maybe some nasty ways to get where they want to go. Yeah. Using other people, um, not being nice to people and using them for their own benefits, if that makes sense. So Yeah, definitely. That wasn't so you, you my noticed, you, you saw that and noticed that from a young age then. Yeah, and I always wanted to go every time we watch some movies, um, Western movies and um, evenings with my mom. We were walking around the block uh, when I was little. We always were talking about, oh, how's life there behind the border? Because there is a saying in Russian, like, behind the border, we don't know. Especially back then, we didn't have much money. We didn't travel. So the only thing that we could do is just dream and imagine and think about it so so as a young girl you used to talk about what will it be like over the other side of the border and it was kind of watching movies that you used to fantasize and create the picture of what it would be like what it would look like what it, and then all of a sudden you are over there you know you are over the border doing what you wanted to do so was you planting them seeds in your own mind then as a really young girl in terms of where you wanted to move to and live I love, I love your questions, Luke. Thank um, you. Uh, I, I don't think anyone asked me this kind of questions ever. So, yeah, maybe starting from a young age, even my mom was encouraging me to think about what's outside of the border, what's on the other side. And um, years passed and I was thinking about it. And then oh, one of my mom's clients, she's a cosmetologist or beautician, um, casually mentions about opportunity to go to Czech Republic to study because it's not as expensive as England and it's easier in terms of immigration and documents to go as a Russian citizen. So we went to visit the next year or so and I went to, to the university and I just fell in love with it, with the whole atmosphere and uh, walked around the along the corridors of the building um, overhearing all these different accents and um, one of the doors of the university's classrooms it was open and I overheard an English-speaking uh, professor talking to students about law or something and it was just the whole experience was crazy and I just felt like I want to stay <laughs> I don't want to go back I want to stay that's it that's it and uh, for the next couple of years my mom and dad we worked really hard my mom, she worked really hard to pay for me to go, to, to help me go. And me on the side, um, on the other hand, I was working really hard on the English because um, the university's level of English knowledge was quite high for, for the level that they teach you at school. So I had to work extremely hard to do it. And I did it and I made it. Amazing. What a great story. And so your parents was really supportive of you kind of moving out of Russia. 
yeah, my mom was very supportive and she encouraged me. She really helped and she researched a lot. She asked everyone she knew in, in Czech Republic. So she kind of pulled all her conflicts again to help. So again, any opportunity, grab it, go for it. They're very proud of you, are they? Yeah. Do, do you get do you get to see your family? Do you go back home, or is it kind of just a distant memory now? You don't get the opportunity to go back. Yeah, unfortunately, COVID. Uh, my husband and I we were planning to go to Russia last May, but with COVID, with pandemic, all of the flights were cancelled, and we didn't make it. But since I came to England, I didn't have a chance to go back. Which so, is, so that's three years. Is that three years, did you say? Yeah, three and a half years. So yeah. you've not seen your family for three and a half years? I haven't seen my family for three years because um, my mom and my stepdad, they came for the wedding two, two years ago. Three years ago. Oh, my God. Tom flies. That's crazy. <laughs> that's yeah. brilliant. So you didn't do your own photography then for your own wedding? I really wanted to be honest. Uh, I had this conversation with my husband. Um, is it possible for me also have a camera on the shoulder and maybe take photos during the day? He's like, no, you need to enjoy it. Um, so we hired an incredible photographer. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that choosing the perfect photographer as a photographer was the hardest part of the whole wedding planning process. Because, you know, you're just so specific. You see what others don't really see and you're more particular. So the level should be a lot higher. <laughs> and I can imagine you're, you're just as you get married, Kin, where's the photographer? They need to be at that angle, just there. This is the moment that you need to be capturing. <laughs> um, I'd say that at that moment, I didn't feel like this at all because... Back then, photography was just a hobby for me. And the one that we chose, uh, we flew him from Czech Republic. Because absolutely really? incredible skill, yes. Uh, capturing the moment in such a beautiful, authentic way. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, we tr I trusted him fully. And even during the day when he finished, when he was finishing his day, um, I spoke to him that I want to be a professional photographer. And he didn't mind me playing with his professional camera and lenses walking around taking a couple of blurry photos of my friends <laughs> yeah I'm so excited listening to you there's so many things going through my mind that I'm just trying to kind of make sure I kind of keep it in sync rather I can feel where my conversation wants to go with everything and just to rewind a little bit what was the, some of the challenges that you faced from leaving your home country of Russia and and going over the border, if you like, to an unknown world? What were some of the challenges you faced other than the language barrier? I'd say the first challenge uh, was mental. Thinking about the whole family staying there and you're going to be far away. And that was, that's exactly what I was thinking of. What if um, like the financial situation or whatever it is with borders and documents it's not that easy to go back. So that was a bit hard to digest leaving, especially hearing from grandparents, like, oh, how are we going to be here without you? So that was, that was difficult. That was difficult. Still is, especially not being able to go and visit. Um, friends as well, because um, again, borders, can't see them often. But 
I believe that uh, distance. So it really helps you um, keep it. No, how to say, it? make it stronger. Like friendship yeah. makes stronger. I still have some friends in Russia or in Czech Republic that I haven't seen for years, but we still call each other. We still message. So our friendship is very strong, even through the years of not seeing each other. It doesn't feel like years has pa- have passed. We still have topics to talk about. We still are happy to see each other via Zoom or Facebook video calls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And probably the last thing is... Um, yeah, the, the major one is the documents and immigration process as a whole, because England is an extremely difficult country to come to, even to visit. Um, yeah, in, t- in 2015, I tried coming here to to see the country as a tourist, to go to London, go to the Big Ben, to see Big Ben, London Eye, go to some concerts, especially it was summer. Oh, I wasn't granted the visa. They didn't think that I was going to go back because that's the main difficulty of coming here is is proving that you have a reason to return to your country right so yeah I, I didn't have a chance to travel and visit because it was so strict so when I did get here my husband and I we had to go through a lot of documentations hiring a lawyer to help us with papers and the long three months waits when I was in Russia and, you know, yes, the, the last one, the last challenge was um, to believe, to believe that it's possible. Because uh, at some point back in Russia, when I was waiting for the visa, um, I fell down and I didn't believe it was possible. And I was starting to think about other options. What would I do if it doesn't work out? If they don't give me visa, if I can't come, what would I do? What would, where would I go? Am I going to stay in Russia? No. <laughs> Wow. That wasn't an option now. You've got all that going off in your mind of leaving family, leaving friends, you know, and you said something there that you said that when you moved to the UK about not being able to go back, what what does that mean? Um, Because sometimes it's a financial aspect because the flight tickets, they are quite pricey. Or if you do find a cheap, flight ticket it will take you a couple of days with um, three or four different flights changing flights to get there which is not always an option so you bought, with, bought a one-way ticket to come to England yes and oh, I nearly God. overslept it I overslept it and thanks to my granddad's friends working at the airport he walked me through the airport because it was late he walked wow. me to the plane so I don't miss my flight to England well, one-way ticket. So your whole life you've waited for this moment and you nearly slept in. Yeah, because my mom, <laughs> my uh, my stepdad uh, and I, we were celebrating the evening before. We ordered sushi, we had a couple of drinks and we just didn't hear the alarm go. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell me about the dancing. Where did the, the the love for dancing come from? Was it as a very young child? Was it something you always wanted to do? Another brilliant question. Thank you for asking that. Um, funny story. I love. I love. Just let. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I love how polite and pleasant you are. That you you thank me for asking you the questions. It's amazing. 
it's just a, such a nice thing to someone to go thank you for that question I don't think we've had anybody that's ever done that before that thanks you for the question it's brilliant <laughs> keep doing it though I, lo- I love it it's great keep oh, going thank you because no one really asked me that question so it's so interesting to you know dig dig further back <laughs> and thinking yes. and maybe analyzing some stuff so yeah the funny story of me falling in love with dance initially I went to learn to dance was uh, the main reason was to lose weight because I was quite obese when I was little when I was a teenager uh, at some point when I was at the age of 12 I was bigger than my mom so this, the clothes size was bigger than my mom's which is which is not good as a child it's not good and um, it's scary so yeah why not my mom suggested do you want to go try some dance dance lessons yeah sure and I went and I got into this little group which wasn't focused on dance much it was more about exercises so uh, within one hour class right let's say 40 or 45 minutes it was push-ups press-ups jumping jacks so kind of exercises for losing weight they kind of disguised into looking like it's a dance lesson (laughs) but it didn't feel like it at all so (laughs) yeah um after that I found a another school in my hometown I saw an advert on telly saying oh we teach you dance we teach you how to move how to groove to the music and I really loved the advert um which again it's was so visual and I was like I want it they sold me on this advert so I went there and my life changed because these people those teachers in that dance studio dance school they really were teaching you how to move how to develop is it develop or understand every single muscle every single joint of your body understanding your body how it moves and I was addicted at that point um at first I started going there twice a week then it went to turned into three times a week then it turned to five times a week I was obsessed I couldn't stop that's it (laughs) so was that the age of 12 that you started you went to there kind of lose weight and then gradually you start to find this passion for it as you got older yeah 12 or 13 I don't really remember yeah and then at some point when I was training so hard almost every single day I had an opportunity from my teacher to teach a lesson to substitute him for the lesson because he didn't feel well he had a food poisoning or something and by then I had a little choreography in my mind because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to teach dance. I wanted to be a professional dancer. So again, opportunity. Yes, I'll do it. Everyone loved it. Um, I was I was 14 when I taught my very first dance lesson and people came to me. Um, adults came to me saying, you explain things so well. Um, even though you're so young, you're so good at teaching, you should do it more. And then I just started to teach more and more. <laughs> Amazing. You think that you've always had that attitude of an opportunity comes, you're going to go for it because lots of your story here is about things that you wanted, you wanted more from life. So you're prepared to do what it takes to get more Have you. Have you always had that as such a young girl then? 
that's so weird that that comes back to your questions that's why I'm thanking you because when I'm talking about things I'm realizing so like tonight like just talking to you Luke it it made me realize that yeah I'm I'm seeking for opportunities all the time and I've been doing this pretty much all my life it, just right now just talking to it, it made it made me realize that yeah you're right yeah and you've just got now, such a great... I realize it just now and and it's often amazing that I, I often say to people, everybody's got a story, yet we're not always courageous or we don't always value us enough to share our story because it's only when you start to ask these questions and you get these answers from people that the person answering it's going, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, I did do that. And because we forget often how far we've come because we're always looking for what's next. And when you look back at how far you've come from that little girl who doesn't want to be how she is because she's carrying weight that she doesn't want to have to be brave enough to go along to a class and do jumping jacks press-ups squats and all of that stuff to then be teaching a dance class two years later is just amazing and the confidence that that takes to do that I mean I know what it's to stand in front of a group of people as a 14 year old I would have no idea what that would feel like when you start to teach adults too from that age of 14, if you start to look at your life, do you think you start to get more belief in yourself that actually I can do this, I can do this? And the dream of moving over the border starts to become more of a reality than just a dream the older that you are and the more that you thought about it. Is that something that you ever look back on and think, actually, as a young girl, I always had that little bit more inside of me that I wanted to accomplish for? That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. And I would say dance is an extremely incredible thing that happened to me and I would advise to anyone try dance regardless of how old or young you are regardless of what you do at what stage of your life you are try dancing try take a very beginner class if you don't want to go to the class and being surrounded by people being conscious of what they're thinking while looking at you You've got an amazing opportunity of doing it online, the comfort of your own home. No one's watching. Just do it yourself. So basically the confidence, that's what I got from starting dancing because I was so, I was so shy. I was so um, into, in, inside my shell. I hardly any, had any friends. I couldn't even speak to new people, come and introduce myself. I didn't have this confidence before I found dance in my life and that was the incredible thing that I learned confidence I learned the people skills so being sociable believing in myself and again with dance um, the improvement the this hunger for being better being stronger improving with every day every week yeah and this kind of improving mindset, always want to be better and more successful. Again, it came from dance. It came back from being 14, 15, trying to learn more in dance. It tell, kind of turned into the life story. <laughs> t- tell me, it's so good. And, and I'm sat down and I always find it really hard to sit down when I'm having these conversations because when I have conversations on the phone, I get up and I pace around because I get excited by what I'm listening to. And I'm like up and down and 
walking around in this small room. I'm doing a circle. I'm like a lion in a cage just doing circles. And as I'm listening to you, I can feel your energy for, and I'm thinking about the dance and being in that. I'm thinking of what my dance is for me in terms of not actual physical dance, but metaphorically, when I'm in that space of, this is just the most amazing thing that I've ever felt. And you're in that moment of you doing what you love and it really means something. How would you explain to the group listening that when you said dance changed your life and it gave you all of this thing, what, what did it actually do when you're in that moment? What does that feel like? Because it's a special place to be. It felt free and the feeling of moving like, still years after, that's the best feeling. Like, yes, we often we feel tired. Maybe it's in the morning. We don't want to work out, let's say. But this feeling after you feel energized, you feel awake, you feel you want to do more. You're ready, you're ready to go, you're ready to do it. And this feeling during and after, it's just feeling of accomplishment. It, um, it's a feeling of, I've done it. Yes, I want to do more. <laughs> yeah, and what I love about that is that that's a feeling that kind of, it's the greatest gift we can ever have is to get find something that brings that to our lives, I believe. And I, I personally believe that living a fulfilled life is when you start to find that thing that does that, that what that does for you. When you are in that moment now and nothing in the outside world, it doesn't matter how much money you've got in your bank. It doesn't matter anything. All that matters is in that moment that you feel so wonderful and magical and you're just feeling that sense of drive and success in that moment. And I often talk to people and, and try and help them find what their thing is to feel that because once you've felt it, you want more of it. And what's really interesting about your story is that you thought about this often in your mind before it started to happen. And then gradually as it started to happen, as you got older and you said to me earlier on the phone that, you knew that you wouldn't be able to dance how you danced before. So you wanted to find something else. So have you managed to transfer that feeling that you had in the dance into the magic that you captured behind the camera? I, th I think so, yes. Um, because um, I still I get very excited watching other dancers, whether it's a performance in the on the stage or a dance battle in the streets. I love it. I love watching other people dance because I feel like when a person is dancing, watching a dancer, it's incredible because you see their true self because um, it's a different kind of language. It's more, they're talking with their body. Um, so it's more sincere. It's more true. It's more them. If you, I, I believe that if you want to get to know a person, watch them dance. Watch them being their element. Watch them doing something that is truly them. And with dance, it's just, it's just amazing. And I love watching dancers. And I even more love capturing dance. You know, this finding this perfect moment to capture a movement in the most beautiful way possible. And you said to me earlier, which I thought was really interesting, you said that, I, I was talking about your Instagram of how wonderful your, your photographs and your pictures were. And you said, yeah, the, the moment isn't in the editing. The moment is when you're behind the camera about to press the button and take the photo. 
So tell me about that when you, what are you looking for when, because you know what it's like to be that side of the camera and be the dancer. Do you, do you get that kind of feeling that that person's ready for this photograph to be taken because if they look like they're in that state where it's flowing and everything's going well, what does it feel like when you're waiting to capture it? Um, yeah, that's the best um, skill that I feel that I, I brought with me from being a dancer is the anticipation. It's it's weird to explain because I kind of know, I kind of have a feeling for it. Or maybe also if you think about it, most of the movements, especially if we're talking big explosive movements, they have a tiny little prep. Like before a turn, you go the opposite way to make it bigger to make it more powerful faster same with the jump you uh get lower before the jump right you get into a little squat <laughs> the jump sometimes those prep movements they are tiny they're super small you can neglect them you can miss them completely but i just have a feeling i see those preps and i'm ready i'm ready focus ready light everything is good i'm ready let's go and, and there's nothing better than when you are a performer or, or you do hire somebody to come and take photographs or video that they actually love what you're doing too because you can tell by the images that somebody's passionate about the capture. Somebody's passionate that they've taken that video. And I've often been to events where I've hired somebody to come along and do some video and I'm trying to think, why is he stood over there? He's, he's in the wrong place. And it's like, and it's because... What they haven't done is put themselves into the position that I'm in to think, what would he want this to look like? How would that feel? And the ability that you've got to know what it's like that side, to know what it's like this side is, know, is knowing what you're looking for. And I think that's a real gift once you've done the first thing to then do the next thing. So as you're doing the photography and you're doing the videography, if I said to you now, let's go back to that 12-year-old girl that is wearing clothes bigger than her mum's and she's not overly happy with that at all. And you're looking back at that little 12-year-old girl who's shy, quiet, wouldn't say hello, wouldn't speak to people. What would you say now to that little girl just as she's turning up for that first fitness class? What advice would you give her? Keep going. Don't stop. You're doing the right <laughs> thing. Keep going. <laughs> tell, tell, me what, tell, tell me what you would say to her as she walks through that door. What would you say? Keep going. What, what would you say to her? that you know now, because you can remember what that felt like a little 12-year-old, can't you? Go for it. Never stop learning. Forget what people say. Forget what people think, because it's irrelevant. It doesn't affect your life anyway. And they get... Anyhow, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what people say. If it makes you happy, go for it. And did, that, did, did that used to affect you when you were younger, what people may say and what people would think? Big time, yes, exactly. Um, that probably was why I was so shy. I wasn't talking to people because I was bullied at school and um, I heard all these nasty comments about my appearance, the weight and stuff. So, yeah, that was a big role, what people think about me. So that's what I was concerned that was... That's what I was so focused on before doing anything, before saying anything. So I kept quiet. <laughs> but right how, did you over, how did you overcome the bullying? How did you deal with that? I th yeah, I came to a 
point when I was just that's it I want to be different I want to I want to lose all this baggage all this weight and it's not me I don't want to be like this and yeah it was upsetting it was stressful I didn't want to go back to school after hearing all those things it's lots of tears sleepless nights so yeah at some point one year I just decided that's it I'm gonna change it and I lost 19 kilos in a year wow. which was mind-blowing completely different person looking back at photos completely different person amazing focus that and a made drive did did that did that kind of go through that period did, did you find that hard to do or did you just kind of get the momentum and want more of that feeling of seeing yourself looking better feeling better exactly yeah um because I'm obsessed with um what's the word sorry hmm. with the growth with the improvement when I see yeah. any kind of improvement any progress that's the word progress sorry I forgot the word so I'm obsessed with progress as soon as I notice any kind of progress tiny little progress noticeable progress I want more I want more it, it makes me even more motivated than at the very beginning because I'm one of those yeah. people that it's hard for me to start something to find that initial kick in the butt to go and do something like work out in the morning but then when you start it just starts to feel good. And when you get healthier, the same thing, you feel healthier, you look healthier. So everything improves and it just makes you want more. Yeah, that's a great lesson for anybody that's listening around getting started because getting started is the hardest part. Once you make that first step, it leads to the second step and you get momentum and you start to see progress improvements and you get hungrier for more and whatever that more is, you want more of it because you feel good doing it. And I think what's often a great strategy that people do is they, they see themselves today. And when you see yourselves today, sometimes you're not going to find the motivations to take that step because you're not so happy with where you are today. But if you can visualize yourself tomorrow and if you can visualize like you did, getting over that border to something greater once you're working towards something, I think that's really inspiring. And sometimes you can kind of trick your mind to think, well, I want to look, feel, be like that. I'm going to start doing the thing today that I need to do to be that person for tomorrow. And it sounds to me like you've got that momentum as that 12-year-old girl and you've just not stopped since. Exactly, yeah. Thank you for and saying when, that. That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> and when, and how, old are you, how old are you now? I'm 26. So 26 years old, I asked you what you would say to the 12-year-old girl. When you fast forward now, I want you to imagine kind of the 80-year-old version of you still behind the camera doing the dance, doing the videos. So I want you to fast forward to imagine being 80 years of age. What, what's something that that 80-year-old self, your 80-year-old self would advise you to do more of right now? Something I'd, I'd, I'd advise you to do more of for a better tomorrow, what would it be? Start planning and start doing. I often get stuck in the planning process. I'm writing the lists and um, what I need to do, how I need to do it, super careful planning, all the breaking, uh, breaking down everything into smaller steps and tasks, not really getting to do it. 
focus I'm trying to be a perfectionist trying to um I want to start when I'm ready when everything is prepared planned but it's never that easy it's never it's never ready I'm never ready so I just need to start doing it yeah start planning I no. once <laughs> I, I once heard a great metaphor for that uh, a guy once said too many people they they kind of get ready they they aim and then they fire and he said get ready fire then aim because once you've pulled the trigger you can then guide it to wherever you want to go but if you're always waiting to find the target the target keeps moving you never pull the trigger and i thought that was a kind of a great analogy of people wow. often do so much planning you could even give them a blueprint, but it's actually, you've got to get going, haven't you? You've got to pull the trigger. You've got to get started and your direction may change, but once you get moving, you'll make things happen. What's something that your 80 year old self would say, Stasi, to kind of um, improve on? An area that they'd say, if you improve on that, it'll bring even more joy to your life. What would it be? more joy mm. hard hard question because I feel like I'm already doing all the things that bring me joy just waiting for the COVID to finish so I can stop going to dance classes again but moving moving movement being active like thanks to lockdown I've learned how to roller skate that's a new obsession of mine again it comes down <laughs> to moving What's, a, what's something that you definitely want to have accomplished by the time you're 80? What's the biggest thing you could think of that you would love to have looked back and go, I did that? Um, it might sound cheesy, but um, I would like to be published in a Vogue magazine or some similar sort of magazine. I want to travel around the world doing what I do. Yeah, I want, to, I want to have traveled the whole world photographing dancers by the age of 80. Amazing. Why do you think that's, why did you say this may sound cheesy? Because a lot of photographers want, want to be in magazines and Vogue. But for me, it's an, it's an inspiration. Like for years and years, I've been collecting Vogue magazines as a weird obsession I didn't know why why I'm so drawn to this because I started doing it before even I thought of being a photographer it wasn't just outfits it was something else maybe it was models maybe it was their attitude you know the presence the eye contact in every photo there was something that drawn me to those magazines I was buying them from every single country I went to it was Russia it was United States it was Germany Italy France even those languages that I don't know, I don't understand what every single page is about, but it's the images that I was so drawn to. So yeah, that would be an incredible accomplishment to be to be featured in one of those. Type of Amazing. Magazines. And if there's one photograph that you could take of your life so far, if you could be the photographer of one moment in your life so far, what would be the picture that you'd love to take? One moment. Shooting in New York for fashion magazines, for fashion brands. Wow, I love it. 
Thank you. If you, you've got the ability to go from where you started to where you are now, you've only got the ability to achieve what you want to. Because kind of when you look back now at a 12-year-old girl of where you was then to where you are now, that that's kind of, that's massive development, growth and progression, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah. That's so great. from going from going from where you are now to being the Vogue mag- in the Vogue magazine doesn't seem as hard as it was from that 12 year old girl rocking up to that first fitness class, dance class, doing jumping <laughs> jacks. So scary to then being sat where you are now, speaking fluent English, having a conversation with me in front of loads of people. So just think of that. Now that just looks like, well, if you can do that, it gives you belief to do the next thing, I think, doesn't it? I agree, yeah. We, we get to where we want to and we become what we want to, and what we focus on, what we work towards every single day. Yeah, exactly. Do you do a lot of that? Do you lot do a lot of thinking about what you want and visualising it? Um, I used to. Right now it feels more like every day. I'm not even paying attention to, but yes, I'm, I'm consciously focusing on better things. I'm consciously focusing on plans on goals what I want yeah meditation helps a lot because there's a lot of noise especially with doing lots of things thinking about different things that I can do I want to I would like to do I should do (laughs) so it's a constant noise and meditation helps to just just quiet don't think stop and then it just helps my mind to get clear on what's important, what I want, let's go. <laughs> I love it. You've got such a great energy for life, with such an infectious energy. You can just see it in you that you're just loving what you do. And Aww. it's amazing. I said, what would you do more? And you're like, actually, I feel like I'm doing so much to bring joy to my life. And it's an amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing to know that you're doing all that you can to bring as much joy to your life as possible and still striving as well. And overcoming whatever's in front of you to get to where you want to go and I've got no doubt that your dreams will come true at some point and I often say and I, t- I took this from a, g- a great famous speaker I love called Les Brown he said it's not aiming high that we should be scared of it's aiming low and reaching it's not aiming, aiming high and missing it's kind of aiming low and reaching and the vogue imagine that that's just a, such a powerful goal to chase isn't it yeah that's true shoot <laughs> so, for the stars Definitely, it's an amazing thing. You'll certainly reach the stars, that's for sure. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the From Nowhere to Somewhere podcast. I'd be really honoured, grateful and super appreciate any shares and subscribes possible. Please give this to any family, friends and loved ones anywhere in the world that you feel could take value from what you've just heard too. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to speaking to you real soon on the next episode. From me to you, have a wonderful day. Take care. All my love, energy, inspiration, Luke Staten.